Good morning. It's good to see most of you. It's good to see you here. Uh, the topic, if you will, for this week is how long. And I don't have plans until about 3 o'clock. <laughs> what do you mean, no? You were getting it back. <laughs> Scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, the 13th chapter. In the 13th chapter of Mark, Jesus is talking about the signs that will be coming for the end of time. I've known people who have made quite a study over when the end times are going to be. They've, they've set all sorts of dates for them. And then they've revised it, set a new date and set a new date, and set a new date. In Mark 13, beginning at the 24th chapter, we read these words of Jesus as he spoke. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It is like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch. Because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. And may God's blessing be ours in the reading, the hearing from the scripture. May we have ears to hear the words and hearts to hear the word. Amen. I don't consider myself to be impatient, but I hate to wait. I mean, just you get somewhere for an appointment and you sit there and you wait. And you wait. I have learned that when I go to the doctor's office, I'd better take something to keep myself occupied a book. A whole bunch of crossword puzzles, or any more like the rest of us idiots, I pull out the phone and look at YouTube. <laughs> Something just to keep me occupied. I, I was brought up to understand that if you're 10 minutes early for an event, you're probably late. Now, I've got a friend who works by a different clock. Works by what we call Tommy Time. Tommy Time means 
I'll get there when I show up. And you may say, let's meet somewhere at noon, and it'll be great. And it may be 1.30, you're still waiting for him, because it's Tommy time. Um, we don't do too much with Tommy anymore. <laughs> I don't like to wait. It seems unproductive. Now, I know much of what we do may seem unproductive. I had a discussion with a, a member of the Pastor Parish Relations Committee in a church I served one time about how I spent my time. And he got talking about making hospital visits. And he said, well, according to his way of figuring, okay, the time you spend in the hospital seeing the patient, that should count as work. But the time getting to and from the hospital, well, hey, that's on you. time, we have unproductive time. <coughs> but we don't like to wait. And this is not a good time of year for those who are impatient. Especially for children. You know, look all over town. All those Christmas decorations up. I've seen Christmas decorations that were up before Halloween. Some of them were already lit. I think that's rushing the season just a tad. Uh, I'm on the phone. I like to set up my, my Christmas decorations you know, the week before. The week of. That day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good time of year for those who are impatient. As we grow near to Christmas, the anticipation ramps up. You remember, some of you may be old enough to remember the song by the Chipmunks talking about Christmas coming. And one line says, we've been good, but we can't last. Hurry, Christmas, hurry fast. The people of Israel, God's people, had become weary of waiting for God's promises to be fulfilled. Oh, they believed God's promises. They believed that God would fulfill those promises, but... How long is it going to take? Come on, God, you don't have that much to do. You can fix it for us. You can, you can do it now. Do it when we want it, where we want it, how we want it. Because we know what we need. The prophet Isaiah speaks of that longing, that desire, that impatience, if you will of the people of Israel. In Isaiah, the 64th chapter, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at your presence. As fire kindles the brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, you make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. How long does it been take, God? How long until you do these things that you've promised? like folks going on a trip. Are we there yet? <laughs> Anybody ever hear that? Are we there yet? And once you get there, what's next thing guess? When are we going home? How long is that going to take? We're impatient. 
prophet continues, when you did awesome things which we did not expect, you came down, the mountain quaked at your presence. For from the days of old they have not heard or perceived by ear, nor has the eye seen what a God, a God besides you, who acts on behalf of the one who waits for him. You meet the one who rejoices in doing righteousness, who remembers you in your ways. Behold, you were angry, for we sinned. We continued in them in our sin for a long time. And shall we be saved? For all of us have become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous deeds are like a filthy garment. And all of us wither like a leaf. And our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls on your name. Who arouses himself to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the power of our iniquities. You've abandoned us, God. You've left us to stew in our own juices. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. And all of us are the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, O Lord. Do not remember iniquity forever. Behold, look, now all of us are your people. We're your people, God. We're waiting for you to do what you promised. But it's taking too long. It's taking too long. We're an impatient people. We want it now. I'm looking out here. There may be a few of you who are old enough to know what I'm talking about. If I say that I remember on Saturday night, my grandfather, we would sit around watching the radio. <laughs> and we'd have to wait for it to warm up. Because it had tubes, not transistors. And it seemed like it took forever for that radio to warm up. And then to get that station that we were looking for. Nowadays, everything is instant. You turn on the radio, it's there. Turn on the TV, it takes a little bit longer, even with the newfangled stuff, but not like it used to. You want something to eat? Don't bother with the stove. That's what microwaves are for. You can heat it up. You can sap it. It may not be good, but it's quick. <laughs> and the people of Israel ask, how long, O oh Lord? How long must we wait? Why don't you act now? Why don't you give us what we want? But the prophets not only ask that question, how long must we wait? They also do something about God's justice. Because oftentimes the people who are looking forward the most, with the most expectation for, for God to act in a certain way are looking in a selfish way. They're looking for what's good for me. Now, the prophets warned those who would seek the day of the Lord, for it might not be what they were looking for. 
The prophet Amos, in the fifth chapter of Amos, says, Woe to you who long for the day of the Lord, who are trusting in yourselves. Why do you long for the day of the Lord? That day will be darkness, not light. It will be as though a man fled from a lion, only to meet a bear. As though he entered his house and rested his hand on the wall, only to have a snake bite him. Will not the day of the Lord be darkness, not light? Pitch dark without a ray of brightness? He says it's going to be a terrible day for those who have trusted in themselves, who have not trusted in God. But then he goes on. As this is God speaking through the prophet. I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and great offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps. Sounds rather harsh and cruel. He says, but let justice roll on like a river. Let righteousness roll like a never-failing stream. See, it's not that God is mean, not that God is cruel, not that God is out to get you. It's just that God requires something of God's people. God requires faithfulness. God requires that we take his word seriously. See, the prophets knew that God demanded justice not only for God's people, but also demanded justice of God's people. I think that's uncaring. I mean, I, I deserve justice, regardless of how I treat others. I, I deserve to be given the best of the best. I don't care about you folks. It's all about me. No. God demands justice not only for God's people but demands justice of God's people <clears throat> that's why the prophet says beware of the day of the Lord because God's people don't always act like God would have us do God's people too often get caught up in what's about me So what do we say? Jesus speaks to the disciples of the coming day. And you know what he says? He says, of that day and of that hour, when God is going to bring it all to fruition, nobody knows. Nobody knows when that's going to be. In fact, he says the angels don't know and, and the son doesn't know. And I've always been of the understanding that if, if God ain't told the son what's going on, how presumptuous it would be of me to think that God would tell me and give me some sort of insight that says, I can tell you right now that Christ will return on August the 3rd, 2027. Put that on your calendars. 
work that way. God has never worked according to our calendar. God works according to his calendar, according to his agenda. What Jesus says is nobody knows when that time is going to be. So what I say to you, I say to all, I say to you to keep watch. Stay alert. One translation says, what I say to you, I say to all, be on the alert. Look out for what the signs are. And we talk about signs of what's coming, we talk about wars and rumors of wars, but maybe we ought to think about, maybe we ought to think about signs of God's presence amongst us in terms of love, in terms of healing, in terms of accepting one another. Watch. Be on the alert. Pay attention to what's going on. But watch not so much for signs that things are bad, but for signs that God's realm on earth is coming into being. Watch and be a part of the positive things. Those things that build up rather than tear down. Watch. But I have to confess something. I have a bit of spiritual ADD, attention deficit disorder. Oh, I, I have the best intentions of doing something right. I have the best intentions of watching and waiting, but I get distracted. Something else comes along. Shiny! <laughs> but I'm not the only one. Perhaps you try to focus on the things of God, but you lose focus. You may even fall asleep. I know we're in Advent, but I want to take you to the Easter story for a moment. Do you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus goes off to pray, but he, as he goes off, he asks the disciples to remain in prayer. He says, for one hour, just stay here in prayer. In Matthew 26, verses 40 and 41, when he comes back, it says, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, so you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yes, we suffer from spiritual ADD. We have the best of intentions. But things intervene. We're going to be in prayer for an hour. But then we get a phone call. You know, the fun thing about these things, you can turn the ringer off so you don't hear that phone call. I have learned to turn mine off in church. I'm totally unrelated to what I'm about to say here, but 
I remember one time I had a funeral, conducting a funeral, and somebody's phone goes off in the middle of the funeral. The lady answers it. No, I'm not doing anything. I can talk. I'm just here at Dad's funeral. What? And I just, being the kind person, I said, we'll wait till you finish your phone call and we'll pick it up from there. <laughs> we get interrupted. But the word from Jesus is, while you wait, while you wait for all things to be revealed, while you wait for God's presence to come to fruition, while you wait for the, the culmination of God's great announcement to the world, wait, watch, and pray. So while we watch, while we wait for the revelation of God's glory, while we wait for that time and that date which no one knows, let us do so in an attitude of watchfulness, in an attitude of prayer. <coughs> for God is always faithful. God may be slow as we count slowness, but things are done in God's good time. Scripture says that Jesus was born in the fullness of God's time. People have been looking for a Savior forever. Jesus was born in the fullness of God's time. And when he was born, when he came to the earth, the people didn't like what he saw because they wanted somebody coming in on a white horse being a, a knight and champion for them. And here he comes, meek and mild. Sometimes impatiently. We wait not always sure what we're waiting for or how it will be revealed, but we wait in the power of Christ. And we wait in the love of God. May that be more than sufficient for us in all that we do. Lord, as we wait, may we be found faithful. As we wait, may we be found watchful. As we wait, may we be found prayerful. As we wait, may we be found hopeful. For this and so much more we ask in Christ's name.